0: Hi, hello, and welcome. This is the ZoneCast where we interview emerging Canadian professionals, entrepreneurs, and academics. And today we have with us on the show, Ross Andrew. He is the CEO of Maripost. Uh Hi, Ross. How are you? Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Perfect. So uh, I want to learn more about your uh, background. So can you tell us about your professional and personal background?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, I grew up in Timmins, Ontario, actually, so about uh, eight hours north of Toronto, very small mining and forestry town. Um, I uh, went to um, basically high school there, spent most of my childhood there, uh, and then spent my last two years of high school actually down in St. Catharines, Ontario. So I went down there, uh, you know, in terms of my plans from a, a sports perspective and then where I was going to head off to for university after um, I ended up moving to to Ottawa to go to University of Ottawa actually. After that, and um, while I was there, actually, that's where I started my my professional career. So I got into the the tech space through a uh, family friends, starting off in sort of a a um, you know inside sales role and uh, what have you, doing uh, cold calling and lead gen and and so on and so forth. Um, and then quickly got into the space that I'm I'm sort of in today, which is the um, you know CRM marketing automation e-commerce arena. Um, there was a, a few different companies in, in Ottawa at the time that were succeeding in that um, area. And essentially, we uh, uh, you know, grew from a, a sales perspective within the first uh, 12 months from an inside sales rep to become the director of sales uh, at a company called Campaigner. Um, and then I went off to uh, another company after that, which was, I guess you could say, more in the mid-market based out of Minneapolis um while i was there you know that's when i really decided i wanted to to start Maripos. so the focus became um you know not only kind of building a, a product with a strong support uh, kind of uh, implementation but also from an innovation perspective there wasn't a lot of innovation happening in the marketing automation space back then so um i partnered with a development engineer or, or a gentleman out of uh, out of india and we we've, we've managed to to grow the company from there And so over the last, uh, you know, seven years, give or take, um, since starting Maripost, we've gone from, uh, you know, a $300,000 company to a a $30 million company in in a pretty short time.
0: Wow. So, yeah, Yeah. Maripost is certainly an interesting venture. So can you tell us more about Maripost and the different products and solutions that you offer?
1: Yeah, for sure. So Maripost started off as an email marketing platform or an email service provider. Uh, which was really focused on, uh, you know, mass email uh, marketing automation, um, and again, you know, being able to target uh, customers with specific messaging, be able to target specific personas, and so on. And since then, we've, we've morphed more, more into <laughs> uh, more into a um, you know multi-channel or omni-channel or whatever, what have you, uh, whatever you want to call a platform on that side. So we focus not only on on email but mobile in terms of pushing in app messaging, on social in terms of posting, and and tracking uh you know follower and, and user behavior from that perspective get into customer or user acquisition as well so uh you know being able to target individuals who visit uh our customer sites and and send messaging to them to of course get them to subscribe or get them to purchase products um, we also again of course get into the marketing automation side which is probably uh, still the most powerful section of the application so again targeting your users at a one-to-one level uh, based on the products they're looking at, what you're looking to sell them, what kind of content you're looking to share uh, with them, um, so that was kind of a, a key focus um, in terms of the growth on that side. Now, since then, um, we've mer- or, you know kind of moved on as well into the uh, the B two C CRM space. So it's a, a popular term right now. B two C CRM being uh, you know focusing on individual customers, but in more of the commerce space versus the B two B aspect. So understanding what they're buying what they're looking at what they're clicking on uh what their interests are of course as well and and of course how to convert them into uh, you know customers subscribers and so on as well so we've really uh kind of expanded the uh the landscape that we focused on um in the last uh you know two or three years or so as well and so we, we have uh, essentially you know two i guess you could say platforms or two channels that we focus on and the, as i said the first one is the marketing side of things and then the other side uh, today is the commerce. And, and of course, in the future, we plan to, uh, to continue to expand that as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So what are some of the uh, big clients uh, that you have?
1: Uh, so Golden State Warriors, Mercedes-Benz would be up there, Livestrong, uh, Shop.com would be another. So we, we certainly focus though on a broad, uh, you know, kind of view of customers in terms of um, you know, what they're looking for, not not just the enterprise client base, but also, you know, big focus on the, the mid-market and then in some cases, uh, the SMB space, depending on, on the needs of the client.
0: Mm-hmm. That's uh, pretty amazing. And um, so, as, as you were uh, suggesting, the company has uh, grown uh, uh, quite a lot substantially since its uh, inception. So, can you tell us more about uh, your growth strategy and customer acquisition strategy, marketing strategy, uh, what steps you were taking to grow the business at such speed?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, our, sorry, so that's sort of three big questions. I mean, from a, a sales perspective today, um, from a marketing standpoint, at least, or or even from the commerce side of things, we focus on a direct sales model. So uh, we, of course, have a sales team and, and we are building the business from that perspective. Uh, we're also launching a series of self-service products based on the platforms we have. So those would be really more of, again, the, the customer acquisition side of things. So, so looking at, um, you know, the more traditional advertising, you know, driving customers to the site and then converting them from there. So that's actually a big um, focus of ours over the last uh, few months, which is, you know, bringing in both channels. So while, of course, we're going to focus on the, the mid-market and enterprise from a direct sales perspective, but allowing the SMB uh, companies out there to use our services more um, in a self-serve manner. Um, and so what was your second question there again?
0: Yeah, just uh, trying to understand how you managed to uh, scale and grow the business so exponentially.
1: Yeah, so uh, I mean, the big focus has, of course, been on the work ethic side, and then the innovation, I suppose, you could say, has driven us there. So uh, we have a big focus, of course, on the, as I said, the support and the the innovation side. So the two, you know, key elements for us were, were, you know, of course, uh, bring our customers in, you know, provide them with, of course, the best value, help show them the strongest ROI. Uh, but at the same time be there for them more in a partnership manner uh, in terms of what they're looking to accomplish and how we, of course, can help them exceed those goals. Um, and doing that will, of course, create a, a you know an environment or a relationship with them where they feel like they have a real partner in terms of their, their direction and their growth strategy uh, than, say, again, most of the other uh, solutions available to them today. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I'm guessing the space you're in, the market you're in, or the industry must be very competitive. Um, and it often is as, uh, in the digital side of things and the software side of things, uh, it, there's a lot of competition. So do you have any strategy to differentiate yourself from your com- uh, competitors and be ahead of the curve?
1: Yeah, those, I mean, the, the last two points I sort of mentioned there are really the same. Um, the relationship building side of things is becoming more and more apparent as, uh, you know, again, the software, the, uh, the tech space shifts. So, um you know continuing to to build stronger relationships with your clients and and generate more value for them is going to be uh, or is going to always be at the forefront um of course at the same time the innovation side of things uh, continues to be a key area i mean there's a lot of companies out there who have really slowed down especially the the big players the sales forces the ibm's the oracles of the world um you know are, are really more in the acquisition strategy than they are the innovation space these days so Uh, For us, continuing to be, you know, kind of the next step ahead in terms of what our customers are looking for, what they may want, what might create a better, you know, ecosystem for them um, is certainly what's going to drive us forward in terms of the next stages of our growth. Uh
0: Um, So when you established this business, um, how did you finance it? Did you finance it entirely yourself? Was it completely bootstrapped or did you have investors? What was your uh, funding strategy?
1: It uh, was what you said in the latter there. So we were completely bootstrapped, um, started off, again, just kind of uh, working at the same time as well as getting the, the product built out and then, you know, continuing that path until uh, the company hit a level where I could solely focus on on Maripost. And then, again, we just continued to grow from that perspective.
0: So you have no investors?
1: Uh, no, we did a secondary round, which would be public from a few years ago, but um, we've never had to inject any capital into the business.
0: Oh wow, that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the name the name got my attention. Mero Post is there. Uh, how how did you come up with this name?
1: It's actually there's not really an exciting story behind it. It used to be Mero Solutions, and then realized that people don't really have solutions in their name, and, and focusing on a brand perspective. And thankfully, we ended up choosing Post because that can really apply to um, you know a huge component of our business, uh, as opposed to using the word mail or email or something like that. in it um, you know, we we really felt that that just uh, you know was the next stage in terms of keeping the narrow aspect to it. But no exciting uh, story behind the name, unfortunately.
0: Uh-huh. And um, is your business mostly active in Canada, or do you have uh, international business as well in the U.S. or India or any other markets?
1: Yeah, so we uh, we're the, mostly in the in North America. We do have an office actually in, in India, coincidentally in the, in Chandigarh region. Uh, which is just north of, of Delhi, um, and then we have our office in Toronto and our office in Chicago as well.
0: Wow, that's uh, pretty interesting. Um, yeah, and uh, you've been on uh, a few podcasts. So when you go to these interviews, what do you think people are most fascinated about? About when it's when when they look at MailPost, one thing definitely that comes up is uh, how the company has grown exponentially. Um, uh, and in a fast pace. Um, but what kind of uh, market feedback do you get? What kind of, uh, what do you think um, uh, is the is the key thing that people see when they look at Merpost? For me, again, creating a new business and scaling it so successfully, and, and I think uh, having those uh, customer relationships uh, is definitely something that uh, catches my attention.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there's kind of a long component to that. I mean, the the key area that I assume most would would be excited about would be more of our uh, again our growth strategy, how we are able to bootstrap the company. Yeah, uh, you know, focus more on our customers or innovation. You know, a lot of companies get into it would just be grow, grow, grow by all means necessary. You know, that's not always the best case. And um, you know, I, there's a lot of you know kind of failures, or I guess you'd say the industry is littered with you know with the failures today because. They focus more on that, you know, kind of that common, you know, blueprint or or process where you know go out and raise five or ten or twenty million dollars, you know, burn through that and then raise another, you know, round of ten 20 million dollars, and then keep doing that and then you know in hopes of some point, you know, hitting a a large, you know, or sizable valuation and exiting the business from a sale perspective or you know less so recently, but you know going public. And I, I found that there's you know, there's a little bit too much of that in the in the technology space these days. There's not enough of you know, or not enough individuals, um, or too few individuals, I guess you could say, uh, going out there and wanting to just build a, build a really great business, right? And sort of focus on that in terms of uh, you know, building an organization, building a product that people wanna, you know, kinda wanna use, obviously, wanna Used to build their business on, but also creating a profitable company, right? So there's value being generated, whether it's from a shareholder perspective, whether it's for, for the, uh, you know, founder, CEO, uh, um, sorry, founders and C-level is what I was going to say. Um, so there's really kind of a, a shift that I, you know, I believe needs to occur there. And I would hope that anybody who uh, is, you know, ever reading our story or, or listening to my podcast, that this is, you know, kind of my, view on where the technology space really needs to go you know if we truly want to be you know innovative and and industry or, or technology changing
0: mm-hmm. so i guess innovation is certainly important for you to have a product that is constantly going through innovation and is cutting edge and ahead of the curve so that is certainly key and the other thing that you also mentioned is uh you you definitely focus on customer retention and repeat business and uh, that is also something that uh, is essential right because you don't want to just keep acquiring new customers you also want to be able to retain the customers that you have um and um, build a long lasting relationship with them how, how how do you manage your customer relationships how do you um uh, how, what do you do to have a good customer relationship
1: i mean i don't like what do we do to have a good customer relationship in terms of
0: uh um, solutions we use, or how
1: we communicate with our customers, or how how, how you interact
0: and communicate with your customers. Uh, what are the steps you take to to make sure that they are satisfied as a client and uh, they 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 like using your services? Like, is, is there yeah, a so approach? Cr- yeah,
1: there's not a specific approach to that, uh, you know, per se, or not a defined approach. I suppose you could say. In that, you know, when you're Thinking about the relationship, and just—I always go back to that—and what you want your customer to see, you know, whether they look at their, you know, renewal time or whether they look at their monthly, uh, you know, reporting. It, you know, it's really what—what what value are they seeing, and, and what are the results they wanted, and how to, if anything, did they see the results using our technology, or or where were any shortfalls, and how can we action on those as quickly as possible? The faster you can, of course, you know, make any changes or adjustments from that perspective, the faster you know, the the relationship or or effectively the the value that they're going to see is going to change both from a positive perspective and even hypothetically a negative perspective. So it's really kind of a critical aspect to, you know, again, just have a a pulse on what's going on with the customer, you know, every day, week, month, uh, year in terms of the results that they're looking for. So it's not that there's any one thing. It's not that you had, you know, really fast response times on email tickets, or if you had a, you know, in-app live chat, or if you have, client success teams or if you have, uh, you know, executive sponsorship on, on certain customers, uh, it, it's really, you know, kind of all inclusive to, you know, are we hitting the goals that they, that we set forth for them, you know, every, again, as I said, every month, every quarter, every year. Um, and while the customer of course is, is using the platform and they're executing their strategies, you know, a lot, of, m- much of the time they look to us to of course drive that, um, you know, understanding and that, that innovation again, within their own strategies.
0: Mm-hmm. that's uh that's particularly interesting um and i also want to learn about your pricing strategy um, how do you price your solu- solutions uh the services that you provide to your customers and what's your uh, approach to pricing
1: yeah so there's a couple of different models of course on the self-service
0: side we have different
1: packages that people can choose from you know from a uh, I'll use an example. If they're using our transactional email service uh, called Mar- called Relay, actually, they can go in and choose the level of service they want based on how many emails they need to uh, to send out per month. If they're using our marketing automation solution, it's a combination of functionality of how many messages they send in a given uh, again month or, or quarter or year as an example. There, uh, if they're using our commerce platform, it's a combination of you know platform fees and then. Uh, how much revenue they're driving through the platform. So really kind of focused from that perspective in terms of, um, you know, a pricing aspect to make it very simple for the customer, but at the same time, uh, you know, put them within the right, I guess you could say, feature packages that are going to be, you know, most suitable for them at the same time. Mm
0: -hmm. And um, how, uh, again, innovation is is definitely an important part of your business to stay ahead of the competition. Um, How often do you do you uh launch new features or uh or versions
1: yeah uh every month realistically so there's um you know there's different periods within the uh, within our history where we've launched uh you know 20 new features in a quarter as an example there's periods where wow. we've launched 10 um you know i think the, the fastest we've ever gone where we was where we launched six or seven in a given week wow. uh, a couple of times so yeah there's, a, there's definitely a focus again on that side of things and um, we've built a lot of technology, which is, is very exciting. And again, the, the most important part of that, though, is, is again, educating your customers on how to use them. There's some some obviously very powerful platforms out there like ours, and, and a lot of times, you know, companies struggle to to get customers to use them because maybe they're not easy enough to use, maybe UI is out of date. So we really try to stay on top of things uh, from that perspective as well. Um, and, and as an example, we, you know, we refresh our user interface at least once every two years. Um, versus, say, some of the technologies out there that I've used in the past, where for 10 years it was pretty much the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So very critical there.
0: Yeah. Um, so, again, for when you're launching these new features, um, the idea as to what feature should be launched or what the specific feature would do, I'm guessing a lot of this comes from uh, customer feedback?
1: Yeah, it does, yeah. So a big uh, focus, actually, of ours in, in Q1 of 2019 is actually – um, putting a, you know, putting our customer or kind of success portal together, we're actually not together. It's recently launched in the last week or so where customers can put their own ideas in and, and then other customers can, of course, vote on those ideas and, you know, and then again, help um, really build kind of a, a community where, you know, the technology and the features and the functionality that we're adding are wanted by, you know, all of our customers or most of our customers uh, at the end of the day versus, you know, a lot of times myself and our product team will, will come up with new ideas and those ideas might be great but maybe it's not as critical as uh you know features 1 through 3 that may seem you know a little more generic uh you know from an innovation perspective but at the end of the day they're valuable for them from a business standpoint
0: as well mhm um, what do you see in the future of Maripost? Or do you see yourself growing your business and entering new markets and acquiring new customers or do you see yourself um, getting acquired by a big uh, giant uh, data or cloud company. Um, what do you see in the horizon? Yeah, so for, from our standpoint,
1: the goal has never been to be acquired by another organization. Of course, that could happen. Anything could happen in the, in the tech space these days. But um, it's certainly again been focused on building more of an organization. So going back to what I was saying, you know, covering some major uh you know technology points within an organization marketing of course being one commerce you know and sales being another uh, maybe finance in the future being being uh, an additional aspect uh really again focusing more on that that overall uh service offering that you know a lot of companies are trying to buy their way to as i said before as well um you know our, our focus is certainly on that front and if that front brings us to a point of you know maybe the, the company going public, because that makes most sense from a, a, a you know, a partner an investor, and investor and a future growth perspective, then then that's most likely the road we'll, we'll go down. But um, really, you know, who knows what could happen over the next few years.
0: Mm-hmm. That's um, quite amazing. Well, Ross, it yeah. has been uh, very nice speaking with you and learning about Ameripost. It is certainly an interesting venture and uh, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. No
1: problem. Thanks so much for having me. And if, again, you have anything else you want to cover, just let me
0: know. For sure. And uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this particular episode. If you want to learn more about Maripost, you can visit with your website, maripost.com. And thank you so much for listening to Zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes.